your Locked On Raiders, your daily podcast on the Las Vegas Raiders, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Just win. You're a win as a Raider. Pillaging just for fun. He'll knock you round and upside down and laugh when he's conquered and won. What's up, Raider Nation? Welcome into Tuesday's edition of the Locked On Raiders podcast, September 14th, 2021. Your boy Q here, coming off of Monday Night Football, the season opener at Allegiant Stadium. The Raiders come away with a 33-27 victory, so welcome into Tuesday. Sorry that the show's getting up a little bit later, but did not get to the house till very late following Monday Night Football. Had to do media, had a lot to do at the stadium, so by the time I got to the house, it just got done a little bit later than normally. But Raider Nation, we are here to talk about a Raiders victory 33-27 and the numbers don't tell the story but man what a fantastic game just in general what a great way to close out week one of the NFL season Monday night football so excited about the fact that it was the only game in town it was the only Monday night football game instead of two like they usually have and all eyes were on the Raiders and the Ravens and the Raiders got it done and Raider Nation I challenged you Multiple times, both on Raider Nation Radio 920 and here on the Lockdown Raiders podcast, make a difference. Affect the game. Don't just watch the game, but affect the game. And Raider Nation, I would like to say as a guy who sat there in the press box throughout the whole game, you were effective. You made a big difference in the game. You really did. I asked multiple people, uh, including Derek Carr, including Max Crosby, uh, just about the, the thoughts of Raider Nation and what you were able to do at the game and how loud you were throughout the whole course of the game. And everyone said that Raider Nation showed up and showed out, did a fantastic job. So hats off to you. Big time props. Uh, no doubt about it. I was very impressed with what I saw from the fans from Raider Nation on Monday Night Football. But coming up on today's show, in segment number three, you got your calls, you got your texts, even got a couple tweets, man. A lot of folks hit me up on Twitter, at your boy Q254, and I don't always get a chance to get those onto the show, but it's going to happen today. I'm going to get them on, and please believe, I'm sure you already know, I got a ton of calls and a ton of texts. I won't be able to get to every one of them, but I'm going to try to hustle through as many as possible, but I will get a couple tweets on as well. Segment number two, I want to talk about the biggest keys to the game. I want to talk about what I really believe was the difference maker in this game. And it's not the 33 points that the Raiders put up. And I know that the Ravens put up 27 points. And that's only three points less than what the Raiders gave up last year. But I want to talk about the defense. No doubt about it. I want to praise the defense for what they did. They gave the Raiders an opportunity to win this game. So we're going to talk about the defense in segment number two. Here in segment number one, just kind of news and notes, kind of go through some numbers, let you hear from Derek Carr, let you hear from John Gruden. That's all coming up, so let's go ahead and jump right into it. Off top, let me give you the numbers. The Raiders, they won 33-27. to Derek Carr, 34 for 56. If I had told you before the game started he was going to throw the ball 56 times, I probably would have said that he was going to lose or the Raiders were going to lose because I'm just not a big fan of throwing the ball that much around the yard. But the Raiders, very stingy defense in that front, man. That defensive front is tough. So it was going to be very tough to run the rock. Josh Jacobs was the leading rusher with 34 yards. Marcus Mariota had one rush for 31 yards, and that was the big explosive play for him, and I think he got injured, banged 
banged up after that play. I mentioned it as soon as I saw it happen. I tweeted it out like, hey, he looks like he's banged up, and he never went back into the game. So he had one big explosive run for 31 yards, and then Josh Jacobs had 34 yards and also a couple touchdowns. I was very impressed with uh, him being able to gut it out. He wasn't feeling well. He even said that after the game in the media session. But uh, he was he said, hey, I had to beg them to let me play, and he did. Uh, go out there and play and got a couple touchdowns. So shout out to Josh Jacobs. But Carr, 34 for 56, 435 yards and a couple TDs. Had an interception off an infl- uh, a reflection, deflection, excuse me. Uh, Willie Sneed just let a ball get through his hands. It was thrown a little hard, but that's a ball that Willie Sneed should have caught and he didn't. So Derek Carr got a deflection in the in- end zone that looked like it was going to be a game ender. I mean, it really did. That, that game was so emotional up and down. So many ebbs and flows of that game, man. I'm telling you, Raiders look like they won the game a couple times, look like they're about to lose the game a couple times, and they find a way to come up with the victory. Zay Jones comes up with a big touchdown catch, and it was just incredible. really was. I mean, to start off the game as slow as they did, and, and again, we'll talk about the defense in segment number two, but then to be able to come on strong. How about this guy, Darren Waller, huge game, 10 catches, 105 yards, 19 targets. 19 targets is what Darren Waller had. It's just, I mean, a huge game from him. And John Gruden said in the, in the media session following it, that's the best player he's ever coached. Yeah, he's going to feed him the ball. How about second-year wide receiver Brian Edwards? Four catches, 81 yards, a, a long of 32 yards. And he really did it big, coming on long, uh, strong at the end of the game, gave the Raiders a chance when there was only 37 seconds left with no timeouts. They had to get into field goal range, came up with two big catches. Derek Carr hit him on a dime and set up Daniel Carlson for a 55-yard field goal that he drilled sending the game into overtime, and then Brian Edwards looked like he won the game on a nice uh, catch. He come, came back to the ball, caught the ball, did a little dip de doo and uh, looked like he was in the end zone, and then he wasn't. Ended up one yard short, uh, and at the goal line, it didn't shake out the way it should have. Derek Carr tried to push it into the end zone with a little uh, quarterback sneak, which I thought was a mistake. Thought they should have just given it to Josh Jacobs. He already had two touchdowns on the day. Let him get one more, but uh, they didn't, and uh, yeah, it ultimately looked like they were going to lose the game after that, but they didn't. No, the defense came up with a big play. Henry Ruggs only had two catches for 46 yards. One was 37 long yards, though. Uh, pretty good catch. I like that. How about the defense? And again, we're going to talk about the defense in segment number two. Max Crosby, six tackles total, two sacks. And it's funny, Carl Nassibu had a sack and a forced fumble. I actually, on Twitter, gave credit to Max Crosby for that play as well. Uh, and, and it was Carl Nassib, and I hate that I, I got those guys confused. But just the game that Max Crosby was having, I just assumed it was Max again. I mean, he was looking so fast out there. Uh, he just looked like a different dude. You know, he looked almost as fast as he did. Actually, he probably looked a little bit faster than he was even his rookie year. But, man, Max had a fantastic game. Uh, you can really see how much Unique Ngakwe is helping that defensive line. He went out with a hamstring injury. Hopefully it's not very serious. John Gruden didn't really elaborate on that. Uh, later on today when he meets with the media, uh, he'll probably give us a, a little bit of an update on that. But Ngakwe uh, is going to be needed. Uh, he's, he's a big-time factor on that defensive line. Gerald McCoy went out with what looks like a pretty bad knee injury. It looks like he might, uh, and I hate to say it, I don't want to speculate, but he might be done for the season. I hope not, but he had to be carted off, so that's never good. Um, you know, so hopefully he'll be okay. But, again, it doesn't look good. Hopefully uh, John Gruden will have an update on him as well later on this afternoon. Uh, how about this? Denzel Perryman and Corey Littleton, linebackers, they both had 10 tackles on the game. Perryman, just getting to the team a couple weeks ago, uh, has 10 tackles on the game. Not bad. Corey Littleton, 10 tackles. Uh, he was out of place a couple times, allowed, a, not Latavius Murray, but allowed one of the running backs from Baltimore to come up with a big 
fourth and one run ended up being 35 yards to the house but uh yeah Littleton still had 10 tackles on the day and Daniel Carson as I mentioned money from 55 yards out to force overtime uh what a big time kick right there and it was so funny people were hitting me up after Tucker hit the field goal to go up a a field goal and they said oh well that game's over and I was like well there's still 37 seconds you never know and uh Derek Carr comes up clutch they had no timeouts comes up clutch uh hits hits uh Brian Edwards a couple times they get up there they they I mean they execute exactly how you have to they had no timeout so they had to spike the ball and they were able to do it and make it happen and then send Daniel Carlson out there for 55 yard attempt that he drilled probably could have made it from 58 yards but he just absolutely drilled it how about this you want to see this uh, stat? You want to talk about stats? And I guess this will really uh, let you know about, about the defense that we're talking about in segment number two. This game that the Raiders beat the Ravens was the very first career loss for head coach John Harbaugh after having a 14-point lead. He's now 81-1. and 81-1. and one. Is that not incredible? That just shows you that the Raiders got down early 14-0 and the defense had to help them get back into the game. And they absolutely did that. And again, it looks impressive by the offense and the numbers that Carr put up, 33 points and over 400-something yards. Yeah, that looks impressive. But if it wasn't for the defense, they wouldn't even have had that opportunity. So again, that's why I really want to talk about the defense. Now, I have a couple little sound bites that I want to play for you, and I'm running out of time here in segment number one. So I'm just going to go to a couple sound bites really quickly. Let's go to John Gruden first. And this one is just about the character of the team, the fight that was in the team, because you never saw any kind of quit, even though when the stacks, the, the chips were stacked against them, you saw the team continue to fight and fight and fight. And again, the offense wasn't clicking and looked pretty bad at first, but ultimately they found a way to get it together. But just here's the character. Here's John Gruden talking about the character of the team. Well, I did know that they're great competitive players. I mean, they, they love football. They play for each other. And uh, I think the fans witnessed that tonight. We got a lot of young guys that really stepped up. Um, but I'm really proud of the character they showed. We were down 14 nothing to the Ravens. And it didn't look pretty. didn't look good. But when you can come back and find a way to win against a team like that, um, that's saying something. That's an impressive impressive victory and like they say here just win baby so there is head coach John Gruden right there talking about the character of the team and what they were able to do to fight back from being down 14-0 as I mentioned and so uh, yeah I love it right there just win baby that's what it's all about it doesn't matter if it's ugly or not again man you'll take an ugly win over a pretty loss any day right <laughs> no doubt about it and so the final soundbite I want you to hear from John Gruden is just about the fan base again something I really talked about quite a bit uh, on the show and on the radio station is just the fact that the Raider Nation needed to, you know, affect, really affect the game, be a part of the game, put your will on the game. And so John Gruden was asked about Raider Nation, what he thought about the way they represented. Well, everybody knows what I think. That's why I came back to coach. There's nothing like the Raider Nation, nothing. And I just think uh, this stadium, I think the people that were here tonight will um, probably go home feeling like they had a pretty good time. I just, I just thought it was really a great scene. A lot of black, a lot of noise. A lot of devoted, committed fans that um, that I just love and cherish. So there's head coach John Gruden right there talking about the fan base and, and how he loves them and cherishes them. And, and really, they did have a major role. Raider Nation, you had a major role. Do not... Uh, take anything away from the fan base really represented on Monday night at Allegiant Stadium. So uh, Zay Jones, he comes up with the game winner. Uh, Derek Carr is all out blitz by the by the uh, Baltimore Ravens and Zay Jones is able to get behind Marlon Humphrey. It was kind of a, a rub route really 
from from his own team. His his own defender uh, really kind of rubbed him a little bit and, and threw him off the route. And so uh, Zay Jones was wide open, and Derek Carr was able to hit him. And uh, that was a game winner after what looked like the Raiders had already won. Then it looked like they were about to lose, and then they won again. I mean, it was just again just a roller coaster effect. So I asked. Uh, Derek Carr and you'll hear me ask the question about Zay Jones because that's somebody that's really close to him near and dear to his heart and then also talking about the fan base representing and affecting the game here's my question and Derek Carr's answers Q Raider Nation Radio 920 uh, what are your thoughts on, on Zay getting the game winner that's your guy yes. and yes, then two is. how much have you how much did you appreciate the the crowd affecting the game not just watching it but affecting the game yes um, I thought it's two parts right fans and Zay let me talk about Zay first Zay is my brother. That's family. And I've said it over and over again. It's, it's hard to throw at the schedule that I want to throw at because I got four kids, so I'm trying to be home to be a dad too, you know, in the offseason. So I have them get up early. Um, I say to beat the heat, but really it's because I need them to get going so I can go hang out with my children and my wife in the offseason. But he's there every time. Every, he's never missed one since he got here. And things happen. He, it doesn't matter. He's always there. He's always been there for me. And when I needed him the most, he was there for me. And uh, regardless if he caught that ball or even one on that route, he's family to me. But the fact that he did, I just get to celebrate him, right? I get to celebrate his success. He had a rough time in, in Buffalo, and he found home here. And I hope he finds home here for a long time because I love that guy so much. The fans, there's a beautiful atmosphere, I think. Uh, those of you that have been to any Knights games, um, you really felt that college-type atmosphere, you know. Uh, it was very home-field advantage. You felt a home-field advantage, you know. And this crowd here, same thing, Las Vegas. I tip my hat to you, man. You guys showed up, and you guys were quiet enough for offense, you know. <laughs> but, when, but when our defense, that was it's one of the loudest places I've ever been in, especially enclosed like that. It's, uh, it's, it's up there. I, I, would, I would like to see the numbers on that, but it, it, got, it got really loud. Um, but Las Vegas, they, they did their thing and they helped us pull out that win. They were so loud and they don't know, it's so hard to communicate. If one person doesn't get, which we had a lot of today, if we, if we have one person that doesn't get a, uh, a check or something, because we do a lot, I'm checking a lot, I'm doing a lot of things in Gru's offense. If we miss one thing, the play's not going to work. And if the crowd can help us do that for our defense, it's going to help us win football games. So, you know, something that the Raiders did not do well in 2020, they were 2-6 and six in home games. Right now, 1-0, obviously. But they've got to establish that home field advantage, and that's what they were able to do on Monday night. That was there. It was present. It was alive and well, something that needs to continue to be established. And as long as the Raiders are winning at home, yeah, there were Baltimore Ravens fans there. But and I saw some people say they felt like it was 75%, 25%. I don't even know if they had 25%. But, I mean, there was obviously Raider Nation was represented in a major way in the stadium. I mean, it just was. And as long as they continue to win and they're playing really well and, and, and representing – Raider Nation is going to pack out that house. really is. You know, you don't have to worry about fan bases taking over the stadium as long as the Raiders are out there winning. And so they've got to have that home field advantage. They, uh, they have it right now. 1-0 at home. That's what they need to be. They need to win the majority of their games at home, and then they got to go out on the road and win some tough ones as well if they want to be a playoff team. So uh, I thought that was a really good answer right there from Derek Carr. Of course, he's very happy for Zay Jones to come up with that big, Big touchdown catch, and that's his guy. You know, it really is. And so they've kept him around for a long time. Uh, you know, I've said multiple times that they really like him. I mean, I've questioned when is he going to get on the field. Well, he got on the field Monday night. 
you know, got on the field, made a couple of good catches. So uh, big ups to Zay Jones, and you can hear how proud Derek Carr and how happy Derek Carr was for him. So that's what I got for you for segment number one of today's Locked On Raiders podcast. Just kind of recapping the game, how the Raiders came up with the 33-27 victory. And there's not enough time for me just to go through every single uh, tur- turn and, and twist and plot change that happened in the game because there was so much. I mean, you want to talk about something that was made for TV, made from Hollywood, basically. That's what that was. You know, that was a uh, that was a show. That was an absolute show, what I saw Monday night at Allegiant Stadium. Coming up in segment number two, going to talk about a major unit that uh, helped keep this uh, game close and allowed the Raiders to have an opportunity to win it late like they did, and that's the defense. It's not very many times I highlight the defense, and it's in a positive way but I'm going to do it next. Before I get to that, though, I'm going to tell you about betonline.ag. And with football season in full throttle now, full effect, it is back. It is your number one spot for all pro and college football action this season. You get all the updated odds, the props, the contests. They got the half-million-dollar NFL Mega Contest, the $200,000 NFL Survivor Contest. Both of them are open right now at betonline.ag. Go to the website using your mobile device or your laptop. You can sign up today and receive a 100% welcome bonus. You got to use the promo code Locked On. All you got to do, whatever you deposit in, you're going to get 100% of that on top of it. You put 500 in, you'll get 500 extra, but you got to use the promo code locked on. BetOnline.ag is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. They got football, they got baseball, boxing, UFC, horse racing, everything that you need, they got. Take advantage of all the offers available for the 2021 season and do it at BetOnline.ag. Segment number two, it's on the way. Your Locked On Raiders, your daily podcast on the Las Vegas Raiders. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, Raider Nation, here we are. Segment number two of today's Locked On Raiders podcast. Time to talk about the defense and not talk about the defense in a negative way, but talk about them in a positive way. Of course, Gus Bradley is a new defensive coordinator. There's a lot of new parts and not a lot of new players on the defense. Unique Ngakwe comes over, obviously, in free agency. Uh, the Raiders go out and draft a bunch of guys, including Trayvon Merrick, Nate Hobbs. He's part of this mix. Uh, Divine Diablo. Uh, there's plenty of players. Denzel Perriman comes over. They make a trade and go get him. K.J. Wright brought in as a free agent just a lot of new parts Casey Hayward was brought in not to mention Gus Bradley brought over Ron Miles and Richard Smith the secondary coach and the linebacker coach as well so of course the defense has been something we've been talking about throughout the course of the offseason preseason training camp all that good stuff it's got to be better it's got to be opportunistic it's got to come up with some turnovers it's got to shave some of those points off what it gave up last year it's got to shave some of that off to give the Raiders an opportunity well it gave up 30 points a game last year and they gave up 27 on Monday so it's still, I mean, obviously it's still a work in progress, but, uh, you know, the, the, the defense did a really good job, especially going up against Lamar Jackson. That's not easy. Here's a next-gen stat for you. Lamar Jackson ended up getting pressured on 54.5% of his dropbacks per next-gen stats. Derek Carr was only pressured on 20.3% of his. So uh, it was supposed to be the Ravens were supposed to have the better offensive line, and that defensive line was really going to get after Carr, and they did. They got multiple sacks on him, but... For the Raiders to be able to put as much pressure as they did on Lamar Jackson throughout the course of the, the game was very impressive. Now, he turned, you know, water into wine multiple times because he's Lamar Jackson. He's just that stinking good. You know, he's, he's a magician like John Gruden likes to call him, and he was able to just get out of sticky situations, but he had to earn it. He had to earn everything, and so it's one of those situations. It's almost, it's almost like a, a, a basketball player when they go off and they end up scoring 30 or 35 points like a Steph Curry, but you really make them work for it. At least you feel like, okay, hey, they just They're just that good. They made it happen, but I really made that guy work for it. Well, Lamar Jackson, he got his, but 
He had to really, really work for it. And so uh, Derek Carr was asked in a media session about the defense and the fact that the Raiders' offense was struggling early on. The defense kept him in the game. Here's Derek Carr's thoughts on the defense. I'll say this, that for 12 months, probably longer, definitely probably longer since I've been here, like we harp on the defense so much, right? And uh, you hear this, you hear that. I've seen a lot of coordinators come in, come out. Um, and for them to make the play at the end, to win the game and give us a chance, chance after chance after chance, just go back to the fourth quarter, the stops, you know, the fumble, boom, we go down, you know, the fumble at the end, boom, we get the ball back two plays later, game. You know, like all the, I, I hope someone just, please someone praise the defense, you know, just they deserve it. Were they perfect? No. Were we perfect on offense? No, but we won as a team. And uh, hopefully they get a lot of recognition this week because they deserve it, man. They've been through a lot. Coach Gus Bradley and their staff deserves a lot of credit. So there's Derek Carr talking about the defense and, you know, hey, give them a lot of credit and you have to. You really do. It's, again, it's something that we talked about so much. You just got to gotta be opportunistic. They don't have to be lights out. They don't have to be top 10. They've got to be able to come up some, with some plays when they needed to. They had a lot of pressure on Lamar Jackson. They had stops when they needed to. I mean, even in, you know, in overtime, when it looks like the Raiders are going to win on the one-yard line, and then all of a sudden they get backed up, a ball goes through Willie Sneed's hands, the Ravens intercept it, and they have an opportunity to just go down and kick a field goal and win. And they got Justin Tucker, by the way, who's Mr. Automatic. And the Raiders' defense comes up with a big play. Carl Nassib uh, causes a fumble, and the Raiders get the ball back. You know what I mean? It's just... Big-time plays happened. They created two turnovers, uh, both fumbles by, uh, by Lamar Jackson, and the Raiders were able to be in, you know, in good position. They were able to start their offensive drives in plus position and turn both of those drives into touchdowns. I mean, that's, that's, that's 14 points that they received off turnovers. And after getting down 14 nothing, we're able to really kind of ratchet up the defense a lot and, uh, again, allow the offense – to get into rhythm, start to get into a rhythm, and start to get their sea legs under them and do what they needed to do. Coming out of the locker room, that was big. Coming out of the locker room, they had to try to slow down the, the Ravens and give the, the Raiders an opportunity to get the ball back, and they did that. And, and that's big, man. When, whenever you get the ball to start the second half, that first drive is always so important. And defensively, the Raiders were able to make it happen. So there's still plenty of room for a growth. Don't, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that this is a finished product, but what I like so far is the pressure the defensive line was able to get after, after Lamar Jackson. Uh, by the way, Big Ben is not Lamar Jackson. He's now he's tough to bring down because he's so big, but he ain't going to be out there running around the yard like Lamar was, you know, so and their offensive line has a few struggles as well. So if they can get that pressure like they were getting against Lamar Jackson, it could be a fun day in Pittsburgh next week. Now, I'll say this. There's injury concerns. Clee Furl was a was a healthy scratch. For all I know, he was a healthy scratch. And I didn't get to ask John Gruden about that because we got to the, the media session with Coach a little bit late. The damn elevators were struggling to get us down there, and they were stopping at every single floor. And it was not cool, so about five or six of us actually ended up in the media session with uh, John Gruden a little bit late. Of course, we were clearly on time for Derek Carr and Josh Jacobs and Darren Waller and Max Crosby and Carl Nassib. I mean, they rolled everybody out there but uh John Gruden had already started so I didn't want to ask him any questions that might have already been asked when you know when we rolled in there so that's why I didn't ask any questions to John Gruden but you know you got injuries there you know Cleferl again a healthy scratch but Gerald McCoy went down looks like that that's a, a pretty bad injury Unique Ngakwe is dealing with a hamstring injury Ho hopefully that's not too bad well hopefully we'll find out something about that later on today uh, you're going to need those guys. You're going to need that rotation. And, and again, I thought that Monday's game was a game that you'd see Cleve Farrell in there. But 
to find out that the number four overall pick going into year three of his career didn't even play, you know, was a scratch. That's really disappointing. I mean, it is. It's, it's, that's, that's a rough deal. You know, that's when you almost feel like the team is damn near giving up on a player. So I don't know if he's going to play this week against Pittsburgh. We'll see. Uh, maybe that's something if I'm able to get to the media session today. Uh, maybe that's something that I could ask John Gruden as well. Does he anticipate Cleve Farrell playing? I know he was dealing with a back injury, but he had practiced fully uh, all week long. So I just kind of felt like, hey, there's no doubt Cleve Farrell's going to play. But he didn't. So they got to stay healthy. They got to get healthy on that defensive line. They're going to need Unique Ngakwe. They're going to need Max Crosby. But uh, Max was looking like a, a man on a mission on Monday night. He was looking fast. He was all over the field. There was actually a time when Lamar Jackson was running to the sideline, and Max Crosby was running with him. I couldn't believe it. He was running with him and really turned turned the play, made the play happen because Lamar Jackson, he could have got around that corner and all of a sudden had a big play, and Max Crosby ran with him and then was talking a little bit of noise like, hey, man, you're not going to uh, just run away from me like that. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm feeling, feeling it. You know, I'm, I'm doing well, and he's just in a good place, man. It's great to see what Max Crosby has going on. But all in all, man, I thought that the Raiders' defense was so good as far as just going in there making plays. K.J. Wright, new to the team, uh, came up with a big stop on the Ravens on fourth and one. So that's, that's another turnover. So they created two turnovers with fumbles, but then they also stopped the Ravens on fourth and one when K.J. Wright knifed in there and made a nice tackle. So that's three turnovers right there. If the Raiders are doing that, and, I, and I'm not trying to you know, get too far ahead of myself, and I'm not trying to say that this team is going to the playoffs, but I'll tell you what, the way that they won that game on Monday night reminded me a lot of what they did in 2016. And if you remember in 2016 how they started the season off, they came back and won that game against New Orleans, in New Orleans. And that was a game that Jalen Richard, he got his very first carry and he took it to the house. And then uh, Jack Del Rio, he rolled the dice uh, late in the game and, and went for it on, uh, went for two and threw a little fade to Michael Crabtree who came down with it. And boom, the Raiders won the game. And it was kind of the story of the season. You know, they just had things happen that they needed to happen. They had the ball bounce their way multiple times. I mean, really good things happened for the Raiders in 2016. And in particular, the defense came up with plays when they needed to. You know, either Khalil Mack came up with a big sack, a strip sack, uh, got the ball back, an interception, some kind of turnover. They were able to come up with plays. They, they came up with enough plays defensively to allow their team to win games. That's all this team needs. Now, of course, I, like I said, I want to continue to see this defense improve, and they've got to make sure that they have the healthy guys in there. But, you know, you're looking at Darius Phylon, you're looking at uh, – of course, a healthy, unique Ngakwe, Max Crosby, Jonathan Hankins. I mean, all those guys, Carl Nassib, Solomon Thomas, all those waves that Gus Bradley was talking about. Rob Marinelli's been talking about that they want to throw at the quarterback. That's what they have. That's what they're going to be able to do. They have a nice rotation. They just need to get a couple of those guys back. So I'll see. I'm interested to see how they have that rotation set up on a short week going to Pittsburgh. Should be interesting. But, man, I'll tell you, uh, for the first First game of the season, you got to give that defense a lot of credit. And, uh, you know, as, as bad as the offense looked early, still came up uh, late and was able to make plays and, and, and do enough, obviously, to win the game, 33-27. to 27. But uh, please, man, like Derek Carr said, give the, the defense some love. It's not perfect, Raider Nation, but it was really a lot better than what we're used to seeing, right? <laughs> no doubt about it. So a uh, shout-out to the defense. Job well done. Uh, Monday Night Football as the Raiders win 33-27. So that's all I got for you for segment number two. Coming up in segment number three, want to hear from you. Your calls and texts straight off that Lockdown Raider Podcast voicemail line, 707-654-4693. That is the number. Before I get to that, though, I want to tell you about a couple great sponsors here. And the first one, rockauto.com. You can save time and money 
when you use rockauto.com. And of course, that's what it's all about. Time is money, right? So why not save it? It's real easy to go to the website. It's real easy to navigate through. A dummy like me can figure it out. So if I can figure it out, anyone can figure it out. Uh, you just punch in whatever kind of uh, part you need, whatever kind of car you have, and boom, it'll come up quick, fast, and in a hurry. You get the parts delivered directly to your door. Now, how about saving money? That's the other great thing, right? You can save 30% off, 50% off. Sometimes rockauto.com finds a way for you to save 100% off the same part that you get at a chain store or a car dealership, you can get them at rockauto.com for the low, low price. And that's what I'm talking about. You want to save time. You want to save money. You want to do it yourself. You can with rockauto.com. There's a little box on the site that says, how'd you hear about us? Just write Locked On Raiders Podcast. They'll know I sent you and that I'm doing my job. So great selection, great low prices. All the parts your car is going to need is right at rockauto.com. Check them out today. And I also want to tell you about Direct TV stream. And I know that this sounds familiar. You got a device that lets you catch the game live. You got another one that's letting you stream your shows. You're watching sports highlights on your phone. You got your neighbor's best friend log in so you can uh, go to Netflix. Well, I'm telling you about a simple way to get all the entertainment that you love without the hassle and a great way to finally get your TV together. And it's called Direct TV Stream. It brings your live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before so you can watch your favorite sports, movies, and shows all in one place. No more juggling remotes. No more needing to buy another device ever again. And the best part, there's no annual contract. Get rid of the clutter. Get rid of the confusion. Get your TV together with DirecTV Stream. You can learn more at DirecTV.com. That's DirecTV.com. Compatible device required. Content varies by package. Segment number three, it's up next. Your Locked On Raiders, your daily podcast on the Las Vegas Raiders. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Here we go, Raider Nation. Segment number three of today's Locked On Raiders podcast. Your calls and texts straight off that Locked On Raider podcast voicemail line, 707-654-4693. That is the number. Going to start things off, though, with a tweet. And you can always tweet at me, at your boy Q254. I definitely appreciate it. Wanted to make sure I get a couple of these tweets on to today's show. This one's from Ben at Ballin' B. Holland on Twitter. And he says, hey, Q, I am a Ravens fan, but I come in peace, LOL. My wife is a Raiders fan, so I listen to your Locked On podcast to stay up to date with the Raiders so I can talk to her about them, and I love your podcast. I want to say that the Raiders look legit and hopefully keep it up all year. Hand the Steelers an L this week, and hopefully we can return the favor and give Kansas City an L. Anyway, just wanted to give the Raiders due respect because I know some people on this app can be annoying. That's from Ben at Ballin' B. Holland on Twitter, a Ravens fan. And I wanted to start with that because that just shows some respect right there. You know, big us to Ben for reaching out. He didn't have to do that, but that just shows respect. And let's it be known that, hey, man, this team is is a real team, you know, and, and that some folks have probably woke up on Monday and realized that, hey, you know what? I know a lot of folks have been talking bad about the Raiders, but they could play. You know, Josh Jacobs said it in the postgame that a lot of the players on Baltimore, when they thought that they had lost originally on the Brian Edwards catch uh, in, in the, near the end zone that didn't quite get into the end zone, a lot of the players were telling him, hey, man, you guys balled out. You guys deserve the win. And then ultimately they didn't even get the win on that play. But they were already giving the Raiders props because they realized that, hey, this is a legit team. I mean, that's the Baltimore Ravens. That team ain't no slouch that the Raiders beat on Monday night. Again, John Harbaugh was 81-0 and when he had a 14-point lead. He had a 14 to nothing lead on the Raiders, and the Raiders found a way to come back and win the game, making his record go over to 81-1. 
when having a 14-point lead. That is so impressive that they were able to do that. So uh, big ups to Ben. Thank you so much for that tweet, man. I really do appreciate you. Uh, next up, got a call from uh, Raider Don. He's calling on his way back to L.A. to talk about the win, and he's pretty fired up. Here he is, Raider Don. Q Nation, what's up? Raider Don, bro, headed back home to L.A., dude. Wow. Wow. Talk about ripping your heart out, putting it back in, ripping it. Man, I have no words. All I can say is just win, baby. Just win. Hey, my prediction almost came through. I said 35-27. I was off by uh, two or three, I think it was. Anyways, y'all have a good night. Raiders! There he goes right there, Raider Don. Good call, my man. Uh, very entertaining game. You know, Monday Night Football was fantastic. I love the fact that it was the only game in town as far as the NFL goes. It was no, you know, dual broadcast as far as two different games. Uh, love that the whole NFL, if you're an NFL fan, you were watching Monday Night Football. I think a lot of folks realize who the 2021 Las Vegas Raiders are, the way that they pulled off that victory over the Baltimore Ravens. So, Raider Don, uh, hopefully you had a good ride back to L.A. Man, I definitely appreciate your call. Uh, next up, I got a text from San Diego Raider. Derek White Mamba Carr. Defense and Derek got us this win tonight. They stepped up big time. Just win, baby. Raiders. That's from San Diego Raider. Thank you so much for that. And Derek Carr with another come-from-behind victory, another way to lead the Raiders back in late uh, late game action. 22 of them now he has under his belt in his career. Uh, not too bad, right? I mean, when he gets in that moment, I've said it so many times, if you allow Derek Carr to stay close and you give him the ball, you give him a chance at the end, he'll find a way to make plays happen. you got to give that dude a lot of credit for the 37-second drive that they had with no timeouts at the end of regulation to set up Daniel Carlson for a 55-yard field goal that he drilled. And then you also also got to give him props for being able to, you know, just hang in there. And even though they were struggling, he was struggling, did not look good for a lot of the game. He was able to shake that off and just kept on balling. He just kept on playing. There was times where he missed Waller wide open. He missed early Henry Ruggs wide open. Didn't even see him, uh, you know, going cruising down the field. But uh, it's just it's, it's one of those things, man. He shook it off and just kept on playing. So you got to really give that dude a lot of credit. So San Diego Raider, I definitely appreciate you next up got a call from raider black in maryland a quick call he's fired up giggling excited to go to work and talk a little bit noise to raven fans around him again this is raider black calling out of maryland q q q and i lost my q and somebody and somebody living in maryland let me tell you oh this is raider black somebody living in maryland let me tell you i'm going to work tomorrow and i'm talking more than I've ever talked ever in my life. I mean, we had to gain one. We don't know how to get one yard. Then we have to give it up. Then we get it back, and then we win. Q, this is what it's about, Q. Be back, son. And I don't want to hear any talk about car not elite. My man's elite. You always say just win, baby, and we just won. We're the black, and I'm out. Raider Black, appreciate you, my man. Have a great day at work. Enjoy yourself. And, uh, yeah, if, if nothing else, man, you could be the man walking around the building, you know, talking a little bit of noise. Uh, you, you deserve that. You deserve that. Raider Nation deserves a chance to talk a little bit of noise. So uh, definitely appreciate your call, my man. 
Uh, next up is a text from Raider Rob in Riverside. This is Raider Rob from Riverside. Down but never out. What a game. This is definitely a different team. I have a few concerns, but for now, I'm just going to enjoy the victory. I will say this. The defense as a whole looks so much better, and Crosby is a beast. I hope Yannick Ngakwe is good for next week. He was looking great, too. I hope everyone enjoyed what was one of the best Monday Night Football games I've seen in a long time. Let's enjoy it. Can't wait to hear what you have to say about it tomorrow. That's from Raider Rob in Riverside, and I couldn't agree with you more. Uh, there's still, obviously, areas of concern. The offensive line is still growing. The defense still needs to do, you know, make steps forward and make, make some improvements. Obviously, health is going to be a major thing, and Ngakwe is needed. You know, they're going to still continue to need to get pressure up the gut. I mean, there's a lot of things that they can build off of from the win. Uh, they got to improve the red zone. You know, I, I don't think that even when they got that touchdown called back in, in, in uh, that uh, Brian Edwards touchdown called back and it was first and goal at the at the goal line, I thought that that, that was, should have been a Josh Jacobs. Just give him the ball and give him an opportunity. I, I, I told Clay Baker, who was sitting next to me, I would give Josh Jacobs the ball four times in a row. I don't care if every swinging D in the building knew that he was going to run. You just give him the rock, and he'll find a way to get in. Give him four opportunities. That's what I would have done. Instead, they uh, you know, tried to sneak Derek Carr, and I didn't think that that was that great, especially because he had a tendency to fumble. I mean, it's just reality is he's had a tendency to fumble. He didn't get in, and, well, then the rest is history. If a false start, and boom, bada boom, bada bing, all of a sudden you're uh, five, six yards back. They turned into a turnover. I mean, just everything bad that could happen did happen. So uh, luckily the Raiders were able to still come away with the victory because the defense did come up with some big plays when they needed to. But man, I'll tell you, uh, once they got down to the one yard line, I would have just fed Josh Jacobs until he got into the end zone. Just got time for a couple more. I got a call from Diego calling out of Georgia. He's calling to talk about the game. He's trying to be quiet because his baby's sleeping, but he's pretty fired up. Here's Diego calling out of Georgia. Yo, what up Q? This is Diego coming from Georgia. Yo, man, damn, that game was dope, man. I got to be kind of quiet because my baby's in sleep. But, um, man, that, that was like a crazy freaking game, bro. Like, that was nuts. It was so back and forth. At one point, you thought, like, damn, this offense ain't going to even get started. They ain't even, they, they ain't nothing. And then... You know, they start doing some things, and then the defense is like, the defense played good the whole game. Yeah, there was a few slip-ups, so, I mean, how can you blame them? They had to freaking hold, they had to freaking carry the whole team. You know what I'm saying? So I ain't, you know, I know there was a few mishaps, but, you know, I ain't even going to hold nothing against them. Anyway, man, I was just thinking, man, what if this is like a 2016 season but instead of the you know the offense doing everything now the defense is going to do more i don't know just something to think about but uh yeah i just what sucks is uh uh ingakwe and uh mccoy man they went down freaking uh good went down um you know else when Josh Jacobs I know he ain't down but he needs to rest we need to we need to start bar start barber uh, have have him practice and stuff because we gonna need his ass but anyway uh, I don't know man it was it was a damn good game back and forth nail biter but damn I was like dude they better not lose this game in Las Vegas that's all I'm saying because 
this, I mean, you already saw the fans was already pissed off. But anyway, um, that's all I got to say, man. Um, I don't know. You can chime in on anything that I said, but I don't really know. I really don't know what to say. I'm just happy. But all right, Raider Nation. All right, Q. Y'all take it easy. Bye. Diego and Georgia, thank you so much for that call, my man. And it was a hell of a ride. It was a roller coaster for sure. And you heard me mention it, man. Uh, 2016 is kind of exactly what I thought of when I saw the game end the way it did. It was just one of those situations that uh, the Raiders just kept on fighting and kept on fighting. And every time they looked like they were down and out, they found a way to get back up. You know, you might get knocked down to the ground, but you got to continue to get up. That's what they did. It was ugly, but they found a way to win. And I'll take an ugly win over a pretty loss every day of the week and twice on Sunday. And I know Raider Nation, you'll do the same. And I know the Raiders will do the same. And it's something to build off for sure. It's a lot better to be 1-0 in the division, especially when all the division uh, got a victory. AFC West and NFC West are only two divisions in football that went undefeated over the weekend. So how about that? Both divisions have not lost a game yet. Uh, through one week. And of course, it's just one week. But still, I think that that's pretty cool. So yeah, man, thank you so much uh, for your call. I'm telling you, uh, the defense wasn't lights out, but they were opportunistic. They made plays when they had to, right? And and they helped the Raiders come up with that victory. So thank you so much for that, my man. And uh, before I go, I got one more tweet that I wanted to uh, leave you with. A tweet from Eric Brown at Air Guitar Rockin', and that's Rockin', R-O-K-I-N, says, Yo, Q, that game was fire. I was most impressed at the amount of pressure we were able to apply on Lamar without dialing up blitzes all night. The front four was able to apply pressure and heat, and it left enough back for coverage. I love what I saw late in the game. If they could play a full game on both sides of the ball, they could beat anybody. Eric, 209, air guitar thank you so much for that and yeah man I was very encouraged by what I saw from the defense because I know that it's going to improve I know that that is something to build off of they were out there playing with confidence they weren't scared of Lamar Jackson Uh, did he make plays absolutely but it's still Lamar Jackson but they did a good enough job to get it done it's like a GED a good enough diploma they did a good enough job to get it done and give the Raiders and Derek Carr a chance and that's what was most important because Derek Carr if he's given a chance he's going to make things happen and I'll leave you with this stat one more again. How about this? Lamar Jackson ended up getting pressured on 54.5% of his dropbacks per next-gen stats. Derek Carr was only pressured on just 20.3 of his. So uh, pretty impressive right there from the Raiders' defensive line. And just like you pointed out, getting home with just the front four, with the majority of the just the front four, not having to blitz a whole lot to try to get there. So you got to give them a lot of credit. Their plan that they went in, trying to get waves, trying to have the, the defensive line uh, have a nice, healthy rotation, it worked. It worked for game one against one of the toughest quarterbacks in the league, one of the toughest cheat codes in the league, a guy that can make something happen all the time. Again, he could make he could turn water into wine. I mean, he's just that stinking good. But the Raiders were able to uh, get the best of him, create a couple turnovers. He fumbled the ball a couple times. Uh, the Raiders did a fine job uh, doing everything they could to slow down Lamar Jackson and the Ravens and come away with the 33-27 victory. So that's all I got for you, Raider Nation. Uh, appreciate all the feedback. I know I didn't get to all of it, but there's a ton of it. We'll continue to talk about this game a little bit on Wednesday. We'll have an updated injury report. Uh, Hopefully, we'll have some more news and notes as well. Of course, your calls and texts, more feedback off that Locked On Raider podcast voicemail line. That's all coming up on tomorrow's show, and then we'll start to turn the page.
page and talk about the Pittsburgh Steelers. It's a short week. I'll have my crossover with Christopher Carter from uh, Locked On Steelers. He does a heck of a job there, so that should be fun. Uh, I am excited about being in Pittsburgh uh, for that game, so I'll be able to provide you with a, a lot of great coverage, and uh, we'll do it. We'll do it all here on the Locked On Raiders podcast. Appreciate everyone who uh, said what's up to me at Allegiant Stadium, anyone who was around and just came by and said, hey, I listened to the podcast. I got so much of that over the course of the weekend, and so I do appreciate everyone who supported the show as long as you've been supporting the show. Uh, took a lot of pictures with folks, and I definitely appreciate you. So, Raider Nation, enjoy the victory. You know, walk into to work with your uh, head up high, your chest out and everything, and just, again, feel really good about it, and uh, know that the Raiders are one and no. So, until tomorrow's show with Raider Nation, as always, take care of your family, and most importantly, just win, baby.